Hello, listeners, and welcome. Twelve Sided Stories presents Otherworld London, an actual play RPG podcast that uses the seventh edition Call of Cthulhu system. We weave macabre, gaslight era tales of terror and suspense for your listening enjoyment. Our games are story driven and rules light. Now, our keeper for Otherworld London, Wes Otis. Let's jump right into it. Uh, we will start by introducing our players with... Hi, I'm Terry Gamble, playing Alizé Carew, a shopkeeper, antique stealer, and a lady in love. But who is she in love with? Is she in love with a creature? Or is she in love with a man? Or a man-creature? Or both? Oh my god, I don't know what to do. Hello, I am Kelsey Osborne, and I am playing Maggie Cooper. She is the uh, sex co-op co-owner <laughs> proprietor i don't know how to say this in a different way that i haven't said before i like it that way okay mm-hmm. and i think your clients do too yeah yeah so we'll go with that that's my deal okay <laughs> all signs point to me being mac Beauvais, and i play ethel prendergast who is an american transplant uh very spooky loves her tarot cards and Tragedy seems to follow her everywhere. Uh, Michelle? All right. I am Michelle Otis, and I play the lovable but ditzy uh, Eugenia Penbottom of the Lancashire Penbottoms. <laughs> and um, she has uh, she's had her first few spiritual adventures, and um, she's not quite sure now uh, she wants more of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. First off, in episode three... Unfortunately, Rose passed away. And then uh, you guys started investigating what had happened because Ethel blacked out during the whole event and woke up to find that Rose had died. Not okay. (laughs) Not okay. (laughs) How rude. That's just, that's not cool at all. So you guys started to investigate everything that was going on, you went over to Rose's house to find that the uh, ring that you had hidden in the iron pot had been revealed and that her poor servant had been uh, eaten by this small winged creature. <laughs> you guys uh, found a handkerchief that had Mabel's initials on them, mm-hmm. and you went over to her palatial estate to talk to her about what the hell. Mm-hmm. And she basically blew you off. But then... Like she does. Like she does. All the time. And then um, Maggie was able to get one of her servants to kind of dish a little dirt and be willing <laughs> to talk. Uh, his name was Tommy. <laughs> and uh, that's where we left it last time. You guys spend the next day doing whatever personal things you need to do, right, to get ready for Rose's funeral. And you guys go out to the cemetery. It's like five o'clock in the afternoon, and they've got the grave dug, and you guys have come from the church. It's fall, so it's, it's not raining, but there's that always that hint of at any moment it could start raining. They go through the the prayers and everything, and they, they lower her down. And no one really says anything. No one, you know, there's not a lot of eye contact going on. And she didn't have any other family down here. Everybody else is in Ireland. So it's just you and the society women. And after everything's done, they start filling in the grave. You are looking around at this huge plot of land that has all of these different gravestones. All of you, for the first time, not just Ethel, have an uneasy feeling. Like, all of a sudden, you feel more attuned to spiritual power that's around some place like this, like a, like a graveyard. And you feel kind of compelled to wait until everybody leaves to be able to have a conversation, right? Go ahead, Ethel. Out of curiosity, did Mabel attend the funeral services? She did. She was really? there. She didn't really say much to you guys. She was kind of quiet. Her husband was with her. She acts completely different when her husband's there. Mm. So she's very reserved and 
you know. Would have been staring daggers at her the entire time. <laughs> I very <laughs> politely and in a British way snub her. <laughs> snub, yes. snub, snub. Yes. You are duly snubbed. I did get a harumph out of that guy. Harumph. You better watch your ass. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys wait and... and you know, at some point, Mabel will say something along the lines of, remember, ladies, we'll be meeting still on Thursday at the home. Uh, please make sure that you uh, show up and uh, we might be able to uh, contact Rose. Who knows? And then she walks away. Let us see you next Tuesday. <laughs> she really is a dreadful, dreadful woman. Oh, if you can call her a woman, I think she lacks any humanity. I think that that might be in kind to creatures other than humanity. (laughs) She's sort of in her own uh, classification, shall we say. If she hadn't provided the house for so many years, I don't think we would have ever been friends with her. Oh, no. No, never. She leaves, and the four of you are left in the graveyard, talking to each other next to Rose's headstone. And it is difficult. You can't help but feel this great sorrow over what happened. It's about 6 o'clock, so it's starting to get a little dark. It's not like totally dark. It's been a couple of days since you've seen each other. You're still studying that book, Mm -hmm. uh, True Magic, which is going to take a while. What exactly do you guys talk about? I cannot help but feeling slightly responsible for... What has occurred here? Oh, no. No, no not Never. at all. Absolutely not. It is not your fault. She was under my care in my house, and I was unable to stop this. No, nope. but there was nothing you could do. Nothing. The spirits are very strong right now, and I, I do believe that it was, it was the spirits that... <sighs> I'm overcome. I'm so sorry. Right then, you guys start to hear a... a a small bell start to ring just about 20 feet away from where you're at. Like what kind? Like a really small bell or like a church bell or... Like a... Like a Like a medium Like a servant's bell. bell. Like a, I don't know, five-inch tall bell. Is it dark around? Are we able to, to turn see, and look it, to yeah, the, towards the source? The, um, the, the sun is just now going down. The sky is kind of purplish with these big clouds as you look around. And, yeah, it looks like it, the bell's ringing over by a grave. <gasps> oh, dear Lord. You all hear that bell, right? I'm afraid so. I do believe it's by a headstone. We should... Uh, then we another sh- bell starts ringing just a few feet away. <gasps> what? Is Why? it a message? Are they, um... Grave bells? Yep. Yep, is that's Rose, what I was going yeah. to ask. Is Rose dead ringers? Already, is then suddenly more bells start to ring. <gasps> we are surrounded and the spirits are here. Okay. Uh, perhaps perhaps we should try to establish some sort of contact. I mean, it sounds what? really dangerous, but I'm kind what of inclined any, to agree. What if any of them are still alive? I do not believe an entire graveyard full of people are ringing to be let out. I think all these graves are pretty old. I don't think anybody could still be alive in them. Then Rose's starts to ring. (gasps) Oh, my God! Rose? Rose? Ring thrice if you're alive? It just keeps ringing and ringing and ringing. Oh, that might not have been a good question. Do you think it's... Do you think it's her, or do you think it's something else? These these could all be one spirit ringing all of them. It it's, may not be several different ones. It's hard to know unless we tried to establish contact. How do we? How do we? You've been reading the True Magic book. Do you do you have any ideas of some way to establish contact yes, safely? Yes. What should we do? Well, you're not confident in casting a spell yet. But you know that you could hold hands. Yeah. In, I've led seances yeah. before. Uh, we could do as we have always done and join hands and try to reach out. Tell us what you do. Um, I'm just going to reach out with my hands so that we all can join in a circle sort of around Rose's grave. Right. 
and just try and center myself and then if there is a spirit trying to connect with us I beg you to come and speak plainly what it is that you want. All right, so what I'd like everybody to do is make a power roll. That's just against your, um, just straight up against whatever your power is. And let me know what you get. Do you need dice? Yes, we got the uh, 69, which is just <laughs> number one, giggity. Number two, one point under my power. Giggity. I can't stop laughing. I love it. You're welcome, and I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Actually, I'm not sorry. Is a one good? <laughs> <laughs> I am under my power, so that's Excellent. right. That's good, zero, right? Zero, zero, six means just a six? Right. Yep. Wow. Oh, I'm very powerful right now. Okay, so you, <laughs> you guys all did really well. So you start uh, holding hands and calling out, and two things start to happen. First thing that you feel is this intense, strange energy coming from somewhere in the graveyard. I just for real got a shiver. <laughs> <laughs> if you open your eyes at all, which I'm, you may, just because I don't know if that's something that's allowed or not. Um, I think that it is. I think Ethel would probably keep her eyes closed, though. Okay. Until I will really that, compelled otherwise. Um, Eugenia is probably the one that's going to open her eyes mm-hmm. at the you know hundred oh, yeah. <laughs> percent. So you open your eyes and, and you see this woman's outline, but she has no features. She's just all energy as she's coming across the graveyard towards us. Towards you. <gasps> is and, it that thing that killed? Yeah. <laughs> oh no. And the second thing you see is that there's writing being scrawled out on the fresh soil of Rose's grave. Nope. Oh. Not okay. Are you going to alert us to look? Oh, yes. Okay. Um, um, I'm terribly frightened, but the white woman is here. (gasps) No, no. And and look at the grave. (gasps) Oh, my God. There's this writing. Oh, 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 there's... What... What does it say? I, I, I almost can't focus. I'm so scared. So, everybody make a sand check, and then we can decide who can actually read the writing. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's going to be Never false good. for me. Actually, it's pretty good. I had a 23. Ooh, 20. Okay, cool. No. <laughs> 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 um, this is too no. much. I'm like, I saw that white woman kill a girl across the street from me. Um, oh, no, no, no. She's no. still far enough that we, we can run. I don't know what I did. I'm sorry. That's okay. I knocked one. Ten. That's better. Oh, yeah. That's that's, that's better than the thing you good. don't remember that you had? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I mean, okay, whatever. Hi. <laughs> it is. Okay, so you guys are all lucid enough, and you don't, um, you don't take any sand hit, but you definitely feel like you're in danger because this thing, according to Maggie, has killed before. Now, on the grave, it says, it's not the same on the other side. It's none of your faults. I love you all, Rose. Oh, I told you. Oh, we love you too, Rose. And then at the very end, it says, run. I do believe we need to take her advice. Kind of imagine, like, run, and then all of a sudden, like, bigger, like, more sloppy yeah. letters are just like, run! <laughs> yeah. So this thing is is coming closer to Love you, you too, Rose. Gotta go live! <laughs> okay, love you. Bye-bye! Don't let the woman touch you! She'll kill you if she touches you! So you guys are Expedient. running across this uh, this graveyard, and... As fast as we can in our 1890s attire. Not yeah. very to the graveyard! On soft, on soft soil. And as you're making it towards because your carriage waits on the access road to the graveyard and you're running as quickly as you can and this thing every time it goes over a grave the gravestone actually kind of melts a little bit on the top right mm. it's 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 got so much energy coming out it's of it. melting gravestone is it like yes. molten rock kind of yeah Ooh. yeah it's melting Ooh, down. then you get that nice red glow and the bells the bells are still ringing 
throughout the graveyard. So you hear this. Yeah, they're they're getting more violently. Ladies, care not for modesty. Hike up your skirts. (laughs) Done. (laughs) (laughs) I was already there. (laughs) I was going to Wonder Woman rip mine where I just kind of go, and it just, a nice tear there, and then Mm -hmm. just go. Mm -hmm. So this thing starts because it's floating above the ground, it starts catching up. And right as you're about to get to the carriage, the creature with the big horns <gasps> shows up and gets between you guys and what? the ghost. No! Yes. No! Hurry, it's buying us time! Oh, oh, oh God, we can't get so Let's run, let's run. Um, I hope he's all right. And you see, as you guys rush away, this antler creature grabbing onto the white woman holding her back. And then at some point, you go over the hill and you see them disappear and you don't know what happened. I truly hope he is all right. We must make haste, but oh, I'll do long to see him again. Alizé, it bought us time. All right, it's protecting window, I'm all... We've got to go. Thank you, Antler Man. <laughs> <laughs> He's been nothing but a light and a savior in my life. Uh, okay. Let's travel on. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I comfort Alizé. Okay. <laughs> I've so, never felt this way in where, my life before. Where will you guys go? Where will you guys it's go? tearing me apart. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Where do we go? Where should we go? Uh, I would you, volunteer. You can come to my house. Yes. Yes. So you guys show up at uh, Eugenia's place, and you get some tea and to calm your nerves and maybe a little extra. Mm -hmm. Um, I pull out my flask and offer it to everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, I'll have some. (laughs) I guess the question right now, there are so many different things going on. Yeah, thanks, Wes. In each of your (laughs) lives. Which string do you want to pull first? What do you want to do? You're all welcome to stay the night here, should you desire. If I'm being honest, I I do care for your hospitality, but I prefer my own abode. Well, then I insist that my man drive you home. That is a request I'm happy to honor. I'm happy to stay here. I'm a little bit terrified to go back. I don't know if my antler man is out there or... If if you'll be there to protect me, uh, yes, I will gladly stay. Thank you so much. Of course, my dear. Mrs. Fitch, can you make up the room next to mine? Of course, of course. Thank you. My husband sleeps down the hall. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I had to move to the other end of the hall because of his snoring. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I truly understand. <laughs> Alizé... Is there anything else you recall about this antlered creature, aside from the fact you seem to have gotten a bit of an infatuation? Oh, uh, uh, It's all right, dear, no judgment. Uh, he, um, he is very silent. He doesn't really speak, but there's something about his energy that's very calming, and it feels good. Um, he also seems like he's a spirit for good in the world. Um, it did seem to come to our rescue. Yes. yes. He yes. came to our rescue and he rescued me before too. Didn't you say he so helped you? He did. When you fell down the stairs? He did. He was there and, and he helped me up. And But I thought he was also us... the cause of your distress that caused you to tumble. I don't think so. Actually, I don't rightfully know. Yeah, you didn't. What made me tumble. But he did seem to be there to help me rise. I, 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 oh. I do believe it was quite clear that he intercepted the white woman. He did. Yes. And I think that if he was the cause of your stumble, I think it was purely unintentional. I do believe you're right. He is quite startling. Now, what might have brought him to your aid? Because it does seem that things 
are might wrapped up with jewelry of sorts. Maybe the ring. We've been trying to figure out what happened with the ring. There was a ring in my shop that was quite similar that had been brought. Because it was in your possession? Maybe, because it was in my care, yes. There might be some sort of connection, and maybe maybe my father left some sort of protection. I I truly don't I don't do have the energy. What do you mean your father may have left protection? Well, he, he did make sure that I was quite secure in my life, and I didn't have to worry for much. And I had something to do with my time with the shop. And was your father was your father into like he's into many things. Well, everything in the magical. shop. So many of, of the things that are there, are things that he got from around the world. Did he ever um, talk about items that might be cursed, or any items that he kept locked away from you and there said were never some touch items them? That he recommended I not go near. Have you? No, I would never. Where are they? There was there, there was a chest that was up in that room. The same room where you fell? The angry room where all the things got stuck to the ceiling. Alizé! Oh, dear. Maybe there was something looking for, for some of those artifacts of some sort. Um, We've got to investigate. I think we do. I... I, I Yes, I think we do need to go but back. Perhaps in the light of day would yes. be more appropriate. Yes. I agree. I that's a task. It has been set so much already tonight. And oh, I've just thought of something. Yes. Did your father have anything Celtic? He did. Because if he had something Celtic, maybe that's the source of your antler man. (laughs) (laughs) It could be. He had quite a few Celtic items. They were very popular. Um, And there's a lot of lore and a lot of, you know, mysticism and and things that are related to the items. Um, That is a good place to start, maybe, in a search. Well, since we have decided on a course of action, if you don't mind, I may excuse myself for the evening. Of course. Be safe. And, and, and will, will you be staying the night as well? I mean, I might as well. Very well. Then I'll, I'll have my man drive you home. I appreciate I'll, it. I'll have a room made up for you. Thank you. It's about two days since you guys were at the funeral. And, Eugenia, your husband comes storming into the room. He, and he's like, and slams the paper down in front of you, open to page three. And it says, socialite women in spiritual society uh, hobnob with prostitutes and black widows. I understand, dear. Oh, well, I can't help who's in the society and who isn't. And he just storms out. He is super angry, right? And you hear him, like, knocking around all over the place and stuff. Um, because all of this is a really big deal oh, yeah. to you guys and your your status. Miss Fitch comes in and goes, uh, Ma'am, um, your husband seems to be on... I don't know a word for it, a, a tear. What, what should we do? He's very upset, and he's breaking some, some china that we can't replace. Well, he paid for it, so allow him to break it. And, and then we'll replace it with something else. It's all right. It was his mother's. I hated it anyway. Um, I am so angry right now with that... Horrible Mabel. Excuse my language. Oh, no problem, ma'am. I'll, I'll, I'll forget you ever said it. That woman. Why? Well, what did she do, ma'am? I would, I would explain it to my husband in, in terms he could understand, but he can't understand any of them. <laughs> and I yelled down the hall. I go, you do know Mabel is part of that society, don't you? Oh, Quiet. I read it. Um, so it basically says that the long-held 
upstanding Christian royal spiritual society, the society that worked within the bounds of the Anglican Church to try to talk with the to try to talk with the dearly departed of the upper class of London has been spoiled by the unfortunate addition against some of the members' better judgment of a prostitute and a woman who has several unseemly things in her past that might tie her to deaths. Um, and she... <laughs> uh, that might tie her to deaths, and even maybe to the death of one of the more recently departed from the group. So, basically, it points the finger at Ethel for Rose's death, and that Ethel's husband died under mysterious circumstances. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Do I still have the handkerchief? Uh, I would imagine somebody does, yeah. And and it, it mentions all of your names in the thing. And in the paper. I'm famous. And I'm going back to Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> and it leaves out Mabel and Plum and the rest of them, just the four of you, <gasps> that you have you have corrupted the royal spiritual society. Well, we'll paper. have our own royal spiritual society Those with blackjack and hookers. In fact, forget the society. <laughs> so what do you do? Um, well, I'd like to talk with the ladies, the actual ladies of the society. That's us. Um, okay. my, my, my besties. Um, <laughs> and um, my idea is that Mabel's handkerchief somehow makes it to the press office. Ooh, and the, right. you know, the fact that we found it mm. okay. so at Rose's house. Are you bringing this up house. as like an idea to you guys? We'll get back to that then. I like okay. it. I like it. I love you. <laughs> I like it a lot. Mm. I like it. So once you go back the next day, uh, this is before the bombshell of the newspaper hits. When you go back to the shop, you find a pacing Benny back and forth in front of your shop. He has a huge thing of flowers. I love him so much. I was w worried about you. Are, are, are you okay? Yes, I, I'm, I'm all right. Just shaken up. Those are those they're, are they're for you, of course. Those are beautiful. Oh, I was worried. I'm I'm not very good at p picking things. They out. are perfect. Oh, I'm I'm very Benny. Happy. They're perfect. Okay. Um, can can we have tea or? Absolutely. Oh, that's uh, why don't Why don't you come inside? Look, that'd be wonderful. Come in. I'll, I'll 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 prepare some tea. So when you guys walk in the door there is this chain with a hook mm -mm. and this dressed down piece of elk meat. It's this <gasps> huge side of elk meat. <gasps> Wes Otis, <laughs> if you Delicious. killed my antler man, I will, I... <laughs> and I, all around the bottom of it, IRL might cry right now. <laughs> oh. All around no. the bottom. Maybe he left you a present. He is the god of the hunt. Yeah. All oh, around really the bottom. I really hope so, but I am not optimistic knowing what so it is. Are herbs and, and flowers and all of these different things. Oh, it might be all right. And Benny goes, what, what is this? It's sweet. He's, he's looking. <laughs> she's a hunk of. It's meat. <laughs> it's a hunk of meat so that I can get at your meat. Uh, yes. So you're it's... walking around it. And it's all... <laughs> She's all turned on by meat. It's, it's all perfectly like... It's been skinned. It's, oh, it is beautiful. It's, it's it is all, yeah. the most beautiful cut of meat I have 
ever witnessed I've in my life. I love like venison. I've never seen anything like that's a whole elk. It's huge. It's a whole elk. Yeah, it's wow. and it's hanging from a big like wow. thing. Wow, that, that's ugh. a lot of meat. It's yeah, been drained. It's been cut. Everything. There's nothing on the ground. It's like what you would see in like a like, yeah, in a butcher, like a butcher, butcher shop. Yeah. yeah. I will never go hungry again. Because you were again. gone. You were, you were gone that night. <laughs> we can and eat off of this. Dinner at Alizé's. Benny or, goes, uh, uh, who, yes. who did this? Uh, um, do you know? I, there's been a quite a few things that have happened the last few days. I, I would say so. I don't, I don't, I don't know if you, you saw. Um, quite a few things have happened the last few days. Um... Maybe we should sit down and, and, and talk. I, I would like that very much. Uh, fantastic. Let, let me get the tea prepared and I go and... And as you, as you go to your... Um, mm-hmm. Because the meat is hanging downstairs, your apartment is upstairs, so you guys go upstairs. You keep the door locked because you're going to have to clean up. Like, you're going to have to take the herbs and stuff and mm-hmm. get all the meat moved. But <laughs> <And> <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Yes. I will we store them. I will. Yes. Put them away nicely. All right. So we go upstairs. So to my you're upstairs apartment, and you're making my flat. tea. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you're making tea, you look out, and across the way, um, in the shadow of an alleyway, you see these antlers kind of look out, and then kind of go away. I am away. filled with a special peace and calm and excitement all at the same time. <laughs> And I look over at Benny, and I feel the same, and I don't know what to do. But I continue making our tea, and I tell him of what Are you is... okay? You look a little flushed. Oh, yeah, I'm fine, darling. I mean, oh. dear, I'm... Either one is, is fine. I like both <laughs> of those. Oh, great. <laughs> I didn't want to be overly familiar or presumptuous, but no, I do no, feel I... something special with you, Benny. I, I feel the same way. <laughs> you do? Oh... Wonderful. Um, I, 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 I tell him of the day that we've had and the graveyard and the dead ringers and the woman in white. I tell him a little bit about the man, but I'm conscious of... You leave out the, the sexy bits. <laughs> I leave out that I am it very attracted you. to him and it has changed me as a human. Um... But I do let him know that I feel safer somehow because there is a Celtic God protecting me, maybe. I don't want him to be jealous, but I'm not sure if I've succeeded by the look on his face. Well, uh, that's all very interesting. Um, It's quite a high bar set, yes. um, No, I... You're worried about a bar, Benny? There's no no bar. No, 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 no. It's wonderful that someone's protecting you. And you say he's a, a Celtic god. From what I understand, yes. It, all, all signs point to Celtic god. Okay. Um. Um, <laughs> well, that's... that's uh, I'm, I'm happy that you're safe. That's, that's the main oh, thing. I'm happy that we're both safe. I feel like maybe we'll both be protected because of him. Well, hopefully. Um, and you guys have your tea and have a really mm-hmm. nice conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, uh and uh, I'm, uh, unless there's anything else you want to say to him, I'm going to move on to the next person. Oh, no, just you're lovely, and I really appreciate you being here, well, especially at a time okay. like this. And uh, we'll have to, you know, you guys drink your tea, and, at, you know, as he's leaving, he'll say something like, well, may I call on you tomorrow? You may call on me anytime you like, Benny. Oh, well, that's wonderful. Yes. So, Maggie Cooper, you're... Back in uh, the East End, Mm -hmm. uh, after spending a lot of time with the ladies, you know, you've always seen the the differences in the way that they live. But when you spend so much time in a big house, I've never slept somewhere that nice. Yeah, that nice before. It really hits you when you go back and uh, you see everybody who's, you know, kind of trying to just make their way. It smells different. The mattress is better. Like, everything about it. They actually have a bathroom. 
Right. Everything they're, about it is, I'm it, like blown away. It almost feels like, you know, that... A different world. Like a different world or, you know, whatever. So Fran comes up to you. She's the older, older prostitute that, that works for <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we love Fran. Fran. She's wonderful. She goes, um, Lucy's been doing a really great job. Uh, she's been uh, wonderful helping with the, the pots and the pans mm-hmm. and... And everything, and uh, she's she's a good she's a good girl. I had a question though. I know that you have friends that are in higher society, um, and do you think we could get her adopted or or something? Get her out of out of here, friend. That's a really good idea. I mean, we know. If you know enough of these people, maybe they can help find her a real home. And, I mean, her father's never going to get out of that workhouse. No, he won't. It Suddenly would be a lot better start... for her to be in service of a, a wealthier family than here at the Rose that's, that's what I was thinking. I mean, she's... This life is hard, and she's young enough that we can save her. I don't want her growing up here. Yes. Well... Um, and as she's about to start speaking more, you suddenly hear screaming from upstairs from one of the girls. She starts hysterically. I think Fran and I both go running upstairs. So you run upstairs and you go through the door. I also pull out my knife. Right. She's not with a a John at that moment. She's, she, it looked like she's getting ready. She's sitting at her vanity and... Um, her face is sizzling and she has this thing of makeup and she's looking at it and, and she's like, I don't know what's, ah, ah. And, and she, her face is very red and like, and it has like little burns on it from where she's put the makeup. I'll grab one of the, um, like washing rags from like the wash basin and I'll just immediately try to start wiping like okay. gently dabbing with water when you start face. putting the water on it, it gets worse and it starts to burn more into her like skin like no, 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 no. these deep like marks um okay like I knock did make, you knock like, her out? I, no, I knocked the makeup out of her hand, obviously. I'm really cause, sorry. Because, like, um, like, at first I don't know if, if, like, she's looking in the mirror and, like, the mirror is doing something or if it's, like, actual makeup that she's put on her face. Um, do an, do a uh, idea roll. Okay. Which is right next to your intelligence. It's the same um, It's the same number. And for you, that should be pretty easy. Oh, no. Yikes. Can I push it? Um, or wait, uh, so hold on. Idea, where's idea? Idea is your intelligence. It's just the same as intelligence? Yeah. I, I got a 90 and I have an 80 intelligence. Pushes are usually for uh, skills, so... Oh, this isn't a skill. Yeah, right. this isn't okay. a skill. Okay. So so I don't I don't make it. Fran, uh, let's see if Fran picks up on it. Because she Come has on, been... Fran. She has been around the block a few times herself. <laughs> Um, okay, so she's all right. She goes, um, she goes, uh, quick, get some, uh, get some of that powder, the baby powder stuff, the, uh, the talc. talc, yeah. I run to one of the makeup counters and I just start flying powder at her face, yeah. So after that, it, it calms her down, but she's got these horrible, like, marks on her face. She goes, oh, who's going to want to sleep with a prostitute that's hideous like this is terrible and and this oh, girl darling, is it's probably not that bad. it's not that bad maybe, it's going to be all right yeah she's like she's not very old and she's like who would do this it i'm just like cradling her to my bosom and just like gently stroking her hair trying to calm her down fran's looking at the makeup and she goes yeah this isn't right there's something else in here that she's uh, Someone's she, tampered with her makeup. Yeah, when she put water on her, she put a little dab of water in to get the powder wet and then put it on her face, it started burning. Who would do such a thing? I don't know, but somebody's out to get us, obviously. They burnt our door, and, and now they've done this. We're going to have to check every single thing I'm in so, the house. I'm so sorry, ladies. I, f- I feel like this is all my fault. People are against me, and I feel like it's coming down upon all of the ladies of the house. Honey, I, I don't think it's your fault. I I'm, mean... I'm going to find out who did this, and they are going to pay. Well, 
I'm sure that Craggy might have something to do with it, or he might at least know somebody. They're all out there always laughing at us when we're coming and going from the brothel. You're right. I'm going to find out. All right. Well, I'll keep an eye on the little one if you'll ask your friends and... Yes. I'm, and, in uh, fact, I'm going to head over to one of the houses right now. I've, I've got some business to attend to and some questions to ask of some people. Okay. Um, I'll check all the makeup and we'll... Throw all of it. We'll make Toss sure. all of it. I'll come home with new makeup. Okay. All of it goes in the garbage. Okay, we'll do that and we'll find out who's doing this. And so you go... And we'll get we'll get back to you. Okay. So before I move on, what were you That's two? Terrifying. Oh I'm sorry. Sidebar. Oh my god. Don't fuck with my makeup. That is awful. <laughs> that is like a night. That is a true nightmare. Oh. True nightmare. She okay. Didn't do anything. Like okay, no, as didn't. you were. Ethel. So you get home and um, the. Day goes by fine. The mm-hmm. the next you you sleep. You have your normal kind of dream about mom. But this time your dad's not involved. You just you just kind of re- you have this kind of nice dream of you know playing with your mom and your dad being gone and you're not having to worry about what he's doing. And then the next morning when you wake up, you hear a, a knock on the door. Um, and uh, Agatha yeah. comes up. Yes, Agatha, what? So, um, mm. There's a police officer from Scotland Yard here. I was going to tell you when you woke up, um, you had been mentioned in a, uh, a newspaper article about your husband, and it even hinted at possibly your connection to Rose's death. I told him that you were out having tea and that you would be back in a few minutes uh, so that you could get yourself together. Um, uh, So we'll just say you came through the back door. As always, I appreciate your discretion. If... uh you will allot me a few minutes to get Absolutely. ready, and I'll I will be him. there shortly. Please see to his needs and make sure that he has a tea or something stronger if he's inclined. Okay, absolutely. So she goes, um, and you get ready, mm-hmm. and Agatha leaves the newspaper with the all the information, and you kind of read through it and get the the gist of it, basically. If I was going to murder someone, it would certainly not have been my late husband. (laughs) (laughs) You go downstairs. There's a gentleman there dressed in a nice suit, and he goes, I'm sorry to call on you this early, ma'am, but unfortunately we got some tips that we have to... I don't think they're true, but we have to follow up on them. I quite understand, and I understand that you are just doing your duty, and I am happy to accommodate you in any way. My name is uh, Jack Wilcox. Yeah, it is. Sorry. <laughs> and, um, Twelve. Uh, <laughs> That's an upgrade on my four. <laughs> We're growing. We're growing. <laughs> so, Jack um, Wilcox. Wilcox. <laughs> I talked with the constable that came and spoke to you. He filled me in and said that you were out on a walk and Rose passed away. Miss Br- Mrs. Bryn passed that, away. That is correct. I was out on a walk, and unfortunately, I did have a bit of a tumble, as you understand ladies fashions in london do tend to be a bit superfluous and occasionally tripping is going to occur oh absolutely why was she staying with you in the first place man she was feeling quite unwell which i think will be something you can find out from her house staff or anybody else associated with her since the passing of her husband well here's the the problem we actually went to her house and um we found her servant had died a very unfortunate death 
And on top of that, her house had been ransacked. And her neighbors mentioned four women leaving the house. I'm sorry, but am I being led to understand that you are insinuating that I broke into a household and then murdered a servant? As, a, as an officer of the law, as a detective, I have to let you know that my gut tells me no. You and your friends did not go in and kill the servant. But I have to let you know that it doesn't look good and... My opinion doesn't always matter. And there are certain people with titles who can press things. And that's what I'm telling you. I completely understand and appreciate your candid nature. I also understand that as a stranger in a strange land, as it might be, that I'm very easy to point fingers at because I am not native to this land. And unfortunately, some people in society do feel that they are above everyone else, even those of similar upbringings, even if they're not necessarily in the same country. Yes. Well, if I could give a piece of advice, I know that you've had a traumatic experience. I know that from what Uh, I've heard of your past through the grapevine of you losing your husband. Um, And a great many women lose their husbands. And not normally does that lead to murder accusations. I totally agree. Like I said, my intuition tells me that this is more about a societal fight than it is about real death. May I also suggest that it may be about misdirection? I know that some of the society ladies have known Rose a mite longer than we have. So are you, uh... When you... Off the record, did you go to Rose's house after she passed? I am simply saying I have nothing to hide. And I do not understand exactly what has occurred in the wake of Rose's passing. Okay. But there are a great many women within the society that you have mentioned, and it could have been any four that went there, causing mischief and mayhem, because they obviously have some kind of agenda. Hmm. Well, if you remember anything, please uh, let me know, and I I appreciate your time. Um, Like I said, I I think this is... uh, I'll look into the misdirection but I also think that this is probably a lot of pettiness um, for whatever reason. I, I don't pretend to know, understand why society women are the way they are. I uh, appreciate you coming and having a chat with me and for being understanding of my gender. Well, I do my best. Thank you. And he walks out. <laughs> Wow. Wow, wow. Ethel handling her (laughs) shit. All right, so this is a She's our leader. (laughs) Terry and Michelle and I just bowing down. We are not worthy. Wow. This is a really great place uh, to end this particular episode. Uh, So, but before we say goodbye, we want to uh, make sure all of you lovely people who are listening to us can find us on social media. I will, uh, I will uh, start with myself. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at plate mail games. You can find me. There's a Facebook page that's plate mail games as well, or my website, plate mail games. If you get that, there's a, kind of a pattern it's because plate mail games is basically what michelle and i do we create uh music and sound effects and everything else every all the sound effects you hear on the show are things that we edit um and they're so, very fabulous thank you yeah and shout out to the music mm-hmm. yeah the music mm-hmm. is so good goodness it changes so good. everything it's so good it's so good yeah yeah, and so Michelle and I do we a... We are not <laughs> worthy. 
we we uh, we do a lot of that that work. You can also follow us on uh, at Twitter at twelve and then cited twelve the number and then cited stories all one long word. And uh, you can follow up on when we're going to be putting out the next episode, what's going on with the cast members, and all of that good stuff. I'm going to now pass it over to Terry. Hello, I'm Terry Gamble. Um, you can find me at I am Terry Gamble on Twitter, um, Little Terry Sunshine on the Instagram, and terrygamble.com for the website, and Terry Gamble on Facebook um, for the fan site. Uh, anyway, there's a lot of things, um, but you can find me on the internets, Terry Gamble, T E R I. And I'm also the producer of a horror podcast um, called Horror Movie Survival Guide. Um, two lovely ladies talk about horror films each week. This last month, we did a whole bunch of horror anthologies. Super fun. Um, there's always more horror, more fun. So check us out, Horror Movie Survival Guide, um, on the iTunes. Kelsey Osborne. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Kelsey Kelsum. That's K-E-L-S-E-Y-K-E-L-S-E-M. Hi, I'm Mac Beauvais. When you're not seeing me out of the corner of your eye, you can find me on social media as at Strange Like That. That will be Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and that's pretty much it. Other social media is not worthy of my time. And you can also find me pretty much everywhere as the co-host of Disney Distilled. We are also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and we have a website, DisneyDistilled.com, where we drink... Uh, copious amounts of booze and talk about Disney news and it is delightful and contributing to my alcoholism. So check us out. I'm Michelle Otis and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, though I don't Instagram a lot, um, on Twitter at at Michulu, M-I-C-H-U-L-H-U. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to us on this adventure we have many more to come well you know if they if they make it through the next one who knows thank you so much for listening and we will see you uh we we hope that you will be uh with us again and the next other world london thank you <laughs>